We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope capital campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. So uh, last Saturday night was our gala. Thank you to everyone who came uh, and who made that such a big success. Uh, but one of the things that happens is that uh, you all are so good to priests. And so at the gala, someone noticed that I, there was like this really cool basket that I liked. And it had a cookbook in there that was written by the Roman Swiss Guard, right? Those are the, the Swiss Guard in the Vatican that take care of the Pope. And they made a cookbook. And then it had wine in there and like a cool apron. It says, from the Pope's table to yours. I was like, what more do you want out of life? And so someone noticed I had my eye on that, and they, they intentionally outbid me and everybody else, and then they gave me that, which is really sweet. But anyway, so I had that, the book out a couple nights ago with Father Mike. And uh, in the middle of the book, there's this gorgeous photo of all of Rome, and it's a photo taken from the top of St. Peter's Dome in the Vatican. Um, now, if you haven't been to Rome... You, it's amazing. You have to go to Rome. I actually, the first time I went, I didn't like it. I was like, I get, I'm a homebody, and I'm like, who are these people? Why are they speaking Italian? Don't touch me, right? But with time, I've really grown to love Rome. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful city, kind of dirty, but wonderful nonetheless. But when you go to Rome, here's what it's like. Uh, we're, as a person from Colorado, right, we can see everywhere. Maybe you've had this experience if you go to the East Coast if you go to the East Coast and, and there's just trees and you're like, what are all these trees? I can't see. And you kind of feel claustrophobic. You feel hemmed in. Rome is even more that way. When you walk through the city of Rome and the streets, right, of course they were all built before there were cars. So the streets are narrow and there's lots of cobblestone. And it's very charming, but, but I feel claustrophobic. And it's not nice and tidy and just a grid it's, it's windy, and, and as you walk through Rome, you get distracted, and there's every, like, little cafe. It looks like they have better gnocchi than the last one, and you just want to stop and drink espresso and eat pasta, but it's very easy to get lost. You're hemmed in. You can't see. You don't know quite where you are, and then if you go to Rome, you have to climb that. There, you can do a tour where you go up to the top of St. Peter's Basilica, up on top of the dome, where that photo was taken from. And the views are spectacular. And there's Rome. And when you're down in the midst, you just can't see it. It's, it's neat in its own way, but you can't see anywhere, and you're just kind of in the thick of it. But when you get up there, there it is. And you see the city in all of its grandeur. And it's really magnificent. Now, where I'm going with this, I want to propose to you something, and we're going to come back to this. What I want, the first thing I want to propose to you today is about Lent being a time of retreat. And I'm going to talk to you about climbing a dome. We'll get there in a second. But what happened the other night is I got that picture out, and Father Mike and I were looking at it, and I started asking him from this perspective, I'm like, where are the different famous places in Rome. So I was like, so Mike, where in this photo, where, where's the Trevi Fountain? And he's like, oh, it's over here. And I was like, what about the Spanish steps? He's like, oh, they're, they're right over there. 
And I said, okay, well, what, what about uh, St. John Lateran? And he was like, <clears throat> uh, I'm not sure. And I was like, well, okay, how about, uh, you know, how about um, what direction is uh, the, I don't know, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now of Roman landmarks, the Castel Sant'Angelo, which you can see from the photo, but he's like, it's right there. And there were like 10 things I asked him, and he started missing a bunch of them. He's like, oh, I don't really know. And I was like, why did we send you to Rome for six years? You can't even tell me, like, where the major basilicas are. What's wrong with you? And the truth is, he's been locked up. He's a doctoral student, so he's been locked in a library for six years in Rome, which is obvious from his personality. But... <laughs> And you can tell him I said that. <laughs> he said last night, he goes, Lord, can I hear you throwing me under the bus? I'm like, amen, brother. Um, but anyway, so here's my point, though. Those streets of Rome, when you go, it's charming, but it's a little bit like your life. Being down on that street level, it's a little bit like your day-to-day -day life. In my day-to-day -day life, I have, right? I've got, I've got six appointments, right? I've got 100 emails in my inbox. I have to deal with 20 decisions on the building project, right? I've got payroll issues. I have, we have planning for finances for the coming year. There's thing after thing after thing, and I'm just walking through the streets. And I'm just trying to get through another day. And I'm like, Lord, I just wanna, wanna make it today. If I get time, it'd be great to have a little espresso, but I just wanna make it through the next thing. But when you climb St. Peter's Basilica and you see that new perspective and you see the whole city in a different way, brothers and sisters, that's like a retreat. And here's the first thing I want to propose to you today. Lent is a time of retreat. What most people in life and the easiest thing on earth to do is to never climb that dome. Your life is so busy, and I know it is. In fact, it's too busy, and so is mine. And what happens to most of us is we're just always walking, but we don't really know where we're going. We've never climbed up on top of that dome and said, you know what? That's where I should be going. Lent gives us a time to do that. Lent's a time that you should step back from your busy life, all the things you do day by day that are fine and good, but you should step back and say, where am I going? St. Ignatius of Loyola is going to be our guide for the, the first half of the homily today. St. Ignatius, every year, right, so I go on retreat every year, uh, and priests are required to. And so every year I get five days of silence. Now, if you're a parent, you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds like heaven. And if you're not a parent, you're like, I could never, ever do that. Yes, you could. But anyway, so I go on retreat every year. And climbing up on that dome, this is what I do is I look at my life. And every year I am tired and stressed and all these things. And I have all these things on my mind. And I'm worried about the coming year of Lord's and all the things I have to get done. And I go on retreat and I grow in silence. And I have prayer, deep prayer with God. And it's a time to remember what's important. So St. Ignatius, at the beginning of his retreat called the Spiritual Exercises, he says this. 
says, man is created to praise, reverence, and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save his soul. Listen to this again. Man is created to praise, reverence, and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save his soul. He goes on further, but we're just going to stay with that sentence. I have read that hundreds and hundreds of times, and I never get sick of it. And every time that I pray with that line, there's a joy and a peace. Because usually the way I live my life is I'm just walking those streets. And I don't think very much about where it is I'm going. I'm just walking. But when I climb on that dome and I read about this and I pray with this, I remember why God made me, right? God did not make me to have a building project that was on budget. It's okay, we're going to be all right on budget. <laughs> but, but that's not why he made me. And if we're off budget at the end of, of our project, that's not a good thing. But at the end of the day, God didn't make me for that. God did not create me to finish and to answer every email in my inbox. That's good if you can. That's not why God created you. Man is made to praise, reverence, and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save his soul. In this Lent, the first thing you should do is you should climb that dome and of all the wanderings of your life, all the ways that you make your ways through those streets of your day-to-day -day life, you need to turn off your television and your radio. You need to be silent with the Savior of the world. And you need to remember the reason he created you. And if you're not living for that one purpose, that one thing, you've got to change your plan of where you're going. Hugely important. And the second thing that happens, and the, and the, this is still in our, this point number two in our first half. Every time when I go on retreat, I'm tired because I am too busy. There's, there's a joke when foreign priests come to the United States. You know, we all have like our greetings and, and there's kind of the niceties that you just learn to say. And, uh, you know, someone says, you know, how are you today? And you say, oh, I'm, I'm good, even if you're not, right? You're like, oh, I'm great. And then you're like, actually, my life is miserable and I hate everyone. Um, hopefully not. But people do that, right? Well, in the United States, when people ask me, they say, and I'll do it today. People point this out after the last Mass that I still do this. They're like, hey, Father Brian, how you doing? And I'm like, I am busy. I am really, really busy. And there's a joke among priests that, foreign priests come to the United States and they think that's just how we greet each other as Americans, right? It's like in some countries say, oh, I'm fine, thanks, how are you? You know, in the United States, like, 
I am really busy and stressed. Have a nice day. And we, they think that's just how we greet each other. I am, though. I am too busy, and so are you. So when I go on retreats, what happens is I'm tired. Every year, I'm just tired. I'm worn out. I am spread too thin. And so I go on retreats, and what I want to do on retreat is I want to make my retreat about me. And every year, it's funny how it just repeats itself, but every year I just say, Lord, I'm just tired. Have you met those Lord's parishioners? Like, seriously, like, why did you create people like this? <laughs> Tell them to back off. When they pray, be like, leave Father Brian alone. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, not really that bad, but I, I'm tired and I say, Lord, I just want to sleep for five days and I just want to relax and slowly come out of my zombie state. And then every single year I take, the, again, the same book, the, the Exercises of St. Ignatius, and every year I start working through this. And at the very beginning of the exercises, St. Ignatius says this. I love this. He says, it will be very profitable for the one who is to go through the exercises, this retreat, to enter upon them with magnanimity and generosity towards his creator and Lord. Every year, Ignatius says that to me. He says, you're going to have a better retreat, right? Lent's a retreat, brothers and sisters. You want to have a good Lent? You got to climb that dome and look at your life, and you have to make a prayer today to be generous to God. Whenever I go on my retreat, St. Ignatius, what he expects you to do is he expects you to pray five holy hours a day. And so all I'm asking you for this Lent is to pray, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? He does ask that. But I know what you did this Lent. You know, maybe not everybody, but a lot of us, and I am tempted every Lent to say, I, Lord, I'm just tired. It's already been a long year. And I'm just tired. And I don't want to do a penance that's challenging for me. It will be very profitable for the one who is to go through the exercises to enter upon them with magnanimity. Magnanimity means greatness of soul. It's a virtue that says, I want to be great with God. I want to do great things for him, not small things. I'm going to lay it all out there. It will be very profitable for the one who is to go through the exercises to enter them with magnanimity and generosity towards his creator and Lord and to offer him his entire will and liberty that his divine majesty may dispose of him and all he possesses according to his most holy will. Is that not beautiful? Every time I go on retreat, I read that paragraph. And every time I read that, I don't want to do that. Every retreat, I say, Lord, I don't want to be generous. I don't want to be magnanimous. I'm tired. And I won't tell you that 100% of the time I've been faithful, because I haven't. 
But I will tell you that the times I have prayed this prayer and not just said it, but meant it in my heart and in my soul. And I've said, Jesus, I'm tired. I just want to rest. But you know what, Lord? You were generous with me. You were magnanimous for me. Lord, I want to be generous. I want to give you my retreats. I want to give you this, these five days. And I want to enter them with a heart that loves you. And it's going to be hard, but Jesus, will you dispose of me, of my freedom, of my mind, of my soul, of everything I have, Jesus? Lord, I want to give that to you. Every single time I have done that, my retreats have been amazing. And I come back to this church and I come back to my life and I'm renewed, I'm refreshed, and I'm full of joy. Because when we are generous with God, brothers and sisters, our life is always better. It's always better. So my first, the first half of today's homily, those are the two things I want you to do. This Lent, your Lent is a retreat. You gotta step back from your day-to-day life and forget all those things that you have to do and they're fine. But you gotta remember the one reason you were created. You gotta climb that dome. You gotta look out and say, this is what life's about. And the one purpose of my life is to praise, reverence, and serve God my Lord and so save my soul. And then you gotta be generous. Be generous with your prayer. Be generous with your fasting. And be generous with your almsgiving. Jesus did that in part as an example to us. So that's the first half. And then just briefly today for the second part of our homily, I just want to talk about our gospel. Right? Jesus is in the desert, and he's, he fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. Right, Lent is 40 days. If you exclude the Sundays, it's 40 days. Right, In our life, if you're a Christian, Christianity is not about following a set of rules. Christianity is I live inside of Jesus, and he lives inside of me. That's Christianity. And so the life he lived is now lived inside of me. And I live out those 40 days. And one of the prayers I always, my my prayers, do you guys complain in your prayers? Yes or no? Or just stare at me? Okay, that's awkward. I complain in my prayers a lot. I do other things too, because I know like, I just, I think it's good to be honest with God. You know, and so you have to learn when you pray that you can be honest with God. You always respect him. But you can be honest with him, right? You don't have to go into your prayer and be like, oh, thou ancient of days who art holy, bestow on me thine abundant wisdom that I might, you know, that's not prayer. You don't talk like that. When I go to prayer, I'm like, why is my life hard? (laughs) Right? And I do that. It's good to do that. 
It's good to do that. I'm like, God, why is my life hard? Jesus, it says at the beginning of our gospel today, Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan. What happened at the Jordan? He was baptized. And at his baptism, the Holy Spirit fell on him. And then he's led by the Spirit into the desert. And for 40 days in the wilderness, he was tempted by the devil. Brothers and sisters, that's your story. God pours out his Holy Spirit on you. He lives inside of you. But he did not give you his Spirit so you would have an easy life. You are called to warfare against evil. You are not called to an easy life. You're a Christian. You're called to a heroic life. Sirach, wonderful book. It's a wisdom book in the Old Testament. Sirach says this. I was praying with this this morning in my holy hour. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want a tattoo, but if I did, this would be a front runner. My son, if you come forward to serve the Lord, my son, if you come forward to serve the Lord, remain in justice and fear and prepare yourself for temptation. For gold and silver are tested in the fire and acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation. You know, in the ancient world, if you wanted gold, you had to purify it. And so what you do is you put it in the fire, and the fire melts away impurities. Our testings in the desert, the warfare we go through, the temptations we face in our lives, are a wonderful, powerful opportunity from God for you to become pure gold. The fire melts away impurities. Right? And there's such a temptation to say, Jesus, I just want an easy life. No one becomes holy through an easy life. Christians, as we go through the desert... Right, what the normal human thing to do, and I do it, I'm guilty of this. The normal thing to do is I'm sick of the desert and I just want, I just want all the things the world offers. And the three temptations Christ faces, right? I just want food. I just want to be comforted and have everything I need. I don't want to fast in the desert. But Jesus did. I just, don't, I just want the things the world has to give me. I want to feel good. I want to be comfortable. I want bread. Right? And then the, other temp- then the second temptation in Luke's gospel is to worship false gods. And all of us are tempted to worship power, sex, and money, the idols of today. All of us are tempted to worship those things. And then the third temptation is to put God to the test. And instead of having faith and saying, Lord, I know this is hard, but I trust you, I know you. You went through temptation. You went through suffering for me. 
Lord, I trust you. All of us will face those trials in the desert, brothers and sisters. The question is whether or not you will be faithful. That's, that's what Lent's about. That's what the Christian life is about. So today, be faithful. Right? In this Lent, don't just let, let it happen and kind of go through the motions. Brothers and sisters, what an amazing opportunity you have these 40 days. My son, if you step forward to serve the Lord, right, stand. I don't have it memorized yet. Remain in justice and fear and prepare yourself for temptation. Get ready for that fight. The evil one's going to come after you. But if you fast and pray and you worship the living God, you'll be who you're supposed to be. So Jesus, today, Lord, I'm tired, I'm worn out. Lord, but I want to remember that I was made for one reason. I was made to praise, reverence, and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save my soul, and that's the only reason I have life. Jesus, I want to be generous. I know that even when I'm tired, that you cannot be outdone in generosity. And Lord, this Lent, I want to be different. I want to be generous with you. I want to pray more. I want to fast in a real way. And I want to give alms that I feel that hurt. Just like you did. Lord, prepare my heart for temptation. Prepare all of us to face the evil in the world. Jesus, make us faithful in our time in the desert.